Chapter Fifteen of When They Were Girls. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. When They Were Girls by Rebecca Deming Moore. Chapter Fifteen Helen Keller, the Deaf and Blind Girl Who Found Light and Happiness Through Knowledge in a beautiful southern garden where birds sang gaily and roses honeysuckle and jessamine shed their fragrance little helen lay face downward on the ground she hid her hot cheeks in the cool leaves and grass the tears flowed fast why why would no one understand what she wanted sometimes it seemed as if she could not bear the world of darkness and silence in which she lived this little girl could not talk like other children neither could she see the yellow rose petals nor hear the songs of the birds on june twenty seventh eighteen eighty helen keller was born in the little alabama town of tuscumbia for nineteen months she was just like any other happy healthy baby girl then a severe illness took away her sight and hearing and because she was unable to hear her baby words she soon forgot how to talk one day when helen was nearly seven years old a new doll was put into her arms then in her hand a lady made the letters d o l l in the deaf alphabet helen did not know that things had names but she was amused with this new game and imitated the letters for her mother helen's new friend and teacher was miss ann sullivan she had come from the Perkins Institution for the Blind in Boston to teach this little girl. When the finger game had been going on for a month, Miss Sullivan spelled the word W-A-T-E-R into Helen's hand, letting her feel the warm water from the pump. A light broke over Helen's face. For the first time she understood that everything had a name. She touched the pump and the trellis and asked for their names. In a few hours she had learned thirty new words. That night Helen went to bed very happy, looking forward for the first time in her life to another day. A new joyous life now began for this little girl, whose mind had been in the dark. She soon realized that every word that she would learn would provide her with a new and pleasant thought. Miss Sullivan gave Helen slips of cardboard on which words were printed in raised letters she never tired of playing the game of arranging these words and sentences down by the river helen built dams of pebbles and dug lakes and bays and was taught how the world is made in the woods her teacher put a violet or dogwood blossom in her hand and explained about growing things she learned to know the crickets and the katydids by holding them in her hand helen played all these games not realizing that she was learning lessons when Helen was eight years old, Miss Sullivan took her to Boston to the Perkins Institution for the Blind. The child was delighted to find there little girls and boys who could talk to her in the language of the hand. She enjoyed, too, the books in the library printed in raised type, and began to read in earnest. It was at this time that she climbed Bunker Hill Monument, counting every step. She had another lesson in history at Plymouth Rock it was difficult of course for helen to talk with people who did not know the deaf alphabet miss sullivan had to spell out the conversation into her hand when helen heard of a deaf girl who had been taught to speak 
she was determined to learn too it was the hardest task she had undertaken for she could not hear the sound of her own voice nor see the lips of others she would feel the position of her teacher's tongue and lips when making a sound and then imitate the motions constant practice and the great desire to achieve always spurred her efforts it was slow tedious work but helen persevered she did succeed in learning to speak it was a very happy day when helen actually spoke to her parents and to her little sister mildred at ten years of age helen had put her whole heart and will into learning to speak six years later after having studied lip-reading french and german and other difficult subjects she determined to undertake what seemed like another impossibility she made up her mind to go to college many of the books that she needed were not printed in raised type she could not hear lectures nor take notes such were a few of the difficulties that this young girl had to face nevertheless helen was not to be discouraged she entered the cambridge school for young ladies and bravely began her preparation for radcliffe college miss sullivan went to helen's classes with her and spelled into her hand all that the teacher said helen wrote her compositions on the typewriter she used it too in answering successfully the examination questions helen was urged to take special work at college but she preferred to follow the regular course once more this blind and deaf girl conquered all the difficulties and in nineteen four was graduated from radcliffe college she had completed the same course as had the young women at radcliffe college and the young men at harvard university who could see and hear as helen keller grew older she realized that knowledge besides giving pleasure enables one to be of more help in the world after her graduation she was eager to be of service naturally she thought of the blind first miss keller was made a member of the massachusetts commission for the blind and served on several boards for the blind and deaf she has always urged that the blind be given the kind of education that will fit them to support themselves miss keller has written many magazine articles and several books when she was only twelve years old she wrote a short account of her life for the youth's companion and her the story of my life was published before her graduation from college instead of being a burden this blind and deaf girl early became a happy useful citizen she had succeeded because she was determined to know more no matter how much hard work it cost her helen keller says that the worst darkness is ignorance her life motto has been knowledge is love and light and vision end of chapter fifteen